0: Hey, it's Jared with Becoming the Redeemed. Today, we're going to talk about the topic or the idea of rapid repentance and what that means. Now, rapid repentance and something that's kind of new to me, Um, I... Typically, when I would need to repent or feel that I would need to repent, I would pray and I would pray for God to give me strength to overcome the hardship or the sin or whatever it is that I needed to repent from. Uh, Maybe I said something to someone and wanted to repent. Uh, My idea of repentance was very much like saying sorry to God. That's what it felt like to me and what I realized my repentance had become is me going to the Lord and saying, Lord, I'm sorry. If you are raised like me and have been raising your children like me, you tell them, say please, say thank you, say you're sorry. And those have become automatic responses that we just make to make the other person feel better. We don't necessarily at every time, like really mean it. I mean, there are times that we do really mean, I'm sorry, I wronged you, That was that was not good. But a lot of times we say sorry to mend the situation and move on. And does that really lead to change? Does it lead to repentance, essentially? I think what we have done is taken that type of communication and applied that with the Lord. And he's not calling us for that type of communication. He doesn't want our sorries, our pleases, and our thank yous. He wants true change and repentance. And so we're gonna look at a couple of Bible verses today that I have found interesting and have spoken to me in different ways about the, the way that I interact with the Lord in regards to my own personal repentance. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I can look now at things that I asked for God to change in my life in the past, and didn't see that change because I truly wasn't ready. I wasn't I wasn't desiring for it to go away. I was calling out in moments of desperation to the Lord. Lord, please take this away from me. I am not strong enough. Lord, I am sorry for this. I am repenting for this. Only knowing probably deep down that I'm just gonna do it again. With that mindset, I truly did want some sort of change. But I, I was coming to God with more of an, I'm sorry, help me, than I'm ready and willing to do whatever it takes. And I'm going to do the work myself and utilize the truths that you've given me in order to pull that off. We're going to look at some of God's word today. First verse we're going to look at Luke chapter five, verse 32, where Jesus said, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. That is a mindset, in my opinion, that I have to remember when I go before the Lord and ask for some form of change or strength for something. I can't go to God with a righteous heart. I can't go to the Lord full of myself on any front thinking that I have anything right or in line Because I am a sinner, and if I'm asking for God to intervene, and I'm asking him to do something on my behalf because I can't do it myself, I need to humble myself in the lowest place possible and put myself at the feet of Jesus and say, God, I don't know what to do. And I can't simply just say, Lord, I'm sorry. Um, Help me. Help me change. I, I, I can't come to him with any sort of righteousness. Let's use some other words besides righteous. Uh, I can't come to the Lord with my ego and wanting to keep my ego intact. I obviously don't have the strength to pull this off. I need Jesus. I need to humble myself. And be in a place where I recognize that God is the only one that can intervene and make the change that I need to have happen in my life. And that takes completely removing righteousness that I have built up or ego or whatever it is that I have built up about myself. I have to set that aside and really humble myself before the foot of the cross and ask for help. But let's look at Acts chapter 3, verse 19, which says, Repent then and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. That is a do this, so that this will happen type of statement. And that's actually refreshing in and of itself. Because if we repent and turn to God, so that our sins may be wiped out, times of refreshing may come from the Lord. It's saying that it's, it's not going to happen if we don't do those things. And that totally makes sense because when I am not repenting, And specifically when I am not rapidly repenting, which means I'm not going from the situation that just took place to the foot of the cross immediately. If I'm not doing that, then that time frame between when that sin happens and when I finally do go to the Lord, uh, hopefully I do go to the Lord in that situation, times of refreshing are not coming. There is turmoil. There is inner battle. There is frustration. There is strife. There is dealing with the shame that came because of that sin. All of those things are taking place because we know that we did something that we shouldn't have done, that we said something that we shouldn't have said, that we reacted in a way that we shouldn't have reacted, and it's going to rob us from the joy that we have in life because we have not repented. And repentance means true change. It's not just sorry, Lord, for that or going to the person that we wronged and saying sorry with them probably knowing deep inside that you're just going to do it again because it's been part of your character for so long true repentance is going to actually make that change and it's going to reflect in so many different ways and yes people may still feel like well uh, i i've got to be careful because jared might you know say that thing again or act in that same way the next time you interact with them, when that doesn't happen because you truly repented and changed, they will feel something different as well. And perhaps maybe even ask what happened, what changed you, and you have the opportunity to explain to them what it says in this verse that I was sinning in this moment. This was something that I did wrong, and I did this wrong to you, I did this wrong to the Lord. And rather than saying sorry, I decided to do the work To change, I decided to take what Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, which is to renew my mind and change completely and take that before Jesus so that I can have times of refreshing that come from the Lord. And that is a great promise and a real reason to rapidly repent as opposed to spend that time dealing with all of the negativity that you are going to produce, it's going to come from inside. uh, Just like I talked about in the last episode in 2 Corinthians 10.5, those arguments that are built up against us typically even come from us. And those arguments are going to rob us of times of refreshing that could come from the Lord if we repent immediately let's turn now to Romans chapter 2 verse 4 or do you show content for the riches of his kindness tolerance and patience not realizing that God's kindness leads you towards repentance yes I I love that because we do think of Jesus in these different ways we sing songs at church or on the radio or whatever we're singing praise songs and we're we're desiring the riches of his kindness the The tolerance that he provides us, the patience, the grace, the mercy, all of the things, we desire these things and we want those from the Lord. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with crying out and calling out and singing out to Jesus and saying, Lord, give me your grace, give me your mercy, these different things. But what this verse is saying right here is that those things do not come without repentance. These lead you to repentance. In a result of asking God for his grace and his mercy and for his love, we should expect that there should be some change that needs to take place as we receive those things, as God gives us grace and mercy in different scenarios that should lead us towards repentance. It should not lead us towards feeling better about ourselves or feeling like we have more of something than someone else or feeling like what we did the other day that we haven't repented for yet was okay because God seems to be showing us favor right now. Um, These things should lead us to repentance. When somebody that you have wronged often whether they have verbalized the wronging back to you or not if somebody that you don't treat well does something nice to you doesn't it doesn't it make you desire to apologize for all of the things that you've done wrong. I mean, it also makes you desire to do something good for them, but your conscience starts to tug at you a little bit. You know that you haven't been the best to that person, yet they did something good for you, and now you are feeling guilty, and you feel like you need to make some change. That same feeling should be present when the Lord gives us these things. When we are given riches of His kindness, tolerance, and patience we should realize that that those things lead to repentance. Now, that doesn't mean that God is only giving us His love because we need to do something. There is nothing that we can do that is deserving of God's love. God gives us His love, His grace, His mercy because of His love for us. And we cannot love Him back in an equivalent fashion. All we can do is do what He asks us to do, which is to turn from our sin, which is to truly repent. His love results in our desire to repent and to change from things that we shouldn't have in our lives. And that really calls me to think through the things that God has given me, the things that are in my life that I'm thankful for. Lord, these things that I have been given, that you have given me, that I love, that I know came from you, that are blessings to me, in those things, what does that draw me towards as far as repentance? Is there anything that I need to repent from that I hold on to those things? Maybe it's even the thing itself. Like I have something and I, I've, I've been too prideful. Because of that thing, or I've allowed my ego to get involved with that thing, and maybe I need to turn to repentance because the Lord gave me that. And rather than returning that love, I instead am holding on and keeping it and allowing my ego to get in the way. But maybe the Lord's actually saying, no, I gave this to you so that you can use it to love other people. Now let's turn to second Corinthians. So we're in second Corinthians chapter 7. Verses nine and 10. Yet now I am happy, not because you were made sorry, but because your sorrow led you to repentance. Now I talked a little bit earlier about this, and so this verse really connects the idea that we tell God, I'm sorry, just like we tell other people, I'm sorry, but that God doesn't want our sorries, he wants true change. For you became sorrowful as God intended, and so were not harmed in any way by us. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. Let's talk a little bit more about being sorry. When you are sorry for something, you still feel regret. Because there was no change there. You chose a word to express something to somebody and that word was sorry and that word has its own meaning and it can mean something different to each of us. As we were told sorry by other people who have wronged us, whether that sorry led to real change on that person's behalf or not, we have our own internal description for what sorry means and what it results from when spoken. And so God is saying, I don't want those kind of sorries. I don't want you to come to me with an I'm sorry. I want true change. And as a parent, I think about that with my children as well. I don't want their sorries. I want a change in the behavior. And so I have to think about that for myself as well. When I am sorry for something, I want to make sure that I am changing my behavior, that it is actually true repentance. Saying sorry is not repentance. Repentance is true change. And that true change comes through the salvation that God provides. So let's look once again at this verse here. Now, this is, of course, Paul talking. And so this is not direct words from Jesus or anything like that. But Paul is speaking about repentance in the same way that God would desire repentance from us. So let's return to the word. Yet now I am happy, not because you were made sorry, but because your sorrow led you to repentance. Now, that is how I feel when somebody wrongs me. I don't want you to tell me that you're sorry because I don't want you to feel bad. I don't want you to walk away feeling bad, feeling shame, feeling whatever it is, a negative emotion about that interaction or whatever just took place. I want true change to happen because true change affects the person who's changing. And that is for the better. A sorry doesn't necessarily mend anything. It might mend a relationship. It might mend something, but only until the, the offense happens again. And we don't want the offense to happen again. We want true change Personally, I'm also not thrilled when somebody just says they're sorry, but if there's true change that results, that brings me joy as well. That is what is bringing Paul joy here, and that is what brings the Lord joy, is when instead of saying, I'm sorry, we go to him and actually repent. For you became sorrowful as God intended, so... He's saying the fact that you felt sorry is not wrong. It's okay to feel sorry. That is a emotion that the Lord has given us, even though it could be distorted and broken based on our past experiences. Feeling sorry is an emotion that the Lord has given us, but his intent is that that sorrowfulness leads to repentance. We should take that emotion and we should associate it with changing our ways. So that is where rapid repentance comes into play. When we feel sorry, rather than going down the road of feeling negative, of feeling uh, bad, of feeling shame, feeling all of those bad emotions that we've associated with feeling sorry, instead of doing that, go and change, go and repent. And that repentance means change. It means going to Jesus and saying, I want this out of my life and I'm going to do the work. I'm going to renew my mind so that I can get this out of the way. And I'm gonna ask for your strength so that I don't waver until this is clear and that I have fully repented from this sin. That is change. That is not being stuck in our old ways, being stuck in old mindsets, getting stuck in a rut, uh, feeling depressed, feeling anxious, or any of those things. We're working towards something great, which is repentance. And we work towards that with excitement and anticipation of being completely clear of that sin. And so that's a complete flip of the script. We're going from emotions that have been distorted based on our life experiences to change that brings, brings change in our life and benefits us and benefits those around us and draws us closer to the Lord and brings God the glory as well. How cool is that? For you became sorrowful as God intended, and so were not harmed in any way by us. And I look at that as thinking, when I go about being sorrowful in my old ways, I'm being harmed by those old ways, the different things that I associated with feeling bad. And I've mentioned those many times throughout this video. So, as God intended, and so we're not harmed in any way by us, godly sorrow brings repentance. If it's not godly sorrow, it is our own sorrow, it is our own self loathing, it is still us attempting to be righteous. It is still us attempting to salvage our ego. It is not godly sorrow. Godly sorrow leads towards change. And rapid repentance, meaning not giving yourself time to feel those negative emotions, but going straight to the Lord and repenting immediately and making change is what's going to result in repentance that sticks, true repentance, that leads to salvation and leaves no regret which leads to salvation, it leads to that continual sanctification process that we have of changing, of growing and repenting, and growing closer to the Lord. It leaves no regret, which means it's not leaning on those old ways of thinking, those old mindsets that used to get us stuck in a rut, where we felt regret, we felt shame, we felt those negative emotions, it's not leaning on those anymore. But worldly sorrow brings death. That is what those things lead to. It brings death, it brings our inability to thrive in different situations because we're feeling those negative emotions that we've associated with the ways that we've dealt with people in our life. And because we are leaning on that, we are dying. We're losing our effectiveness to be effective for Jesus here on earth, to love other people, to do the things that God has called us to do, to shine in the way that God wants us to shine, and all of the different phrases that you can think of that are in popular songs. We're unable to do those things because we're stuck and we're not truly repenting. And so the idea of rapid repentance is not giving in to the old way of thinking, but going straight to the foot of the cross and earnestly desiring to change. And that means asking the Lord for that strength and taking action moving forward. Let's pray. Heavenly Father. God, I just ask for rapid repentance. I do not want to go down those roads of old ways of thinking where I am shaming myself, where I am telling myself an old script which is not in line with the truths that you have spoken about me. The truths that are in the Bible that you speak about me are not part of the script that I often go to when I feel sorry, when I feel upset because I did the same thing again that I've said many times I'm not going to do. Lord, all of those things make it harder for me to get to repentance. If I go down that road, Lord, repentance might not happen. Those are tools of the enemy that will lead me further away from true repentance. And I don't want to be sorrowful in a way that leads to that type of thinking, Lord. I want my mind to be renewed and renewed in a way that immediately draws it closer to you. Because as I am able to repent sooner and faster, I get to the point where I'm repenting before even sinning in the first place. And that is where I truly want to be, Lord. I want to come to you before the sin even comes to fruition. So Lord, give me the strength for that. Lord, give us the strength for that. So Lord, change me in a way that leads to that kind of change in my life. Give us insight into your word that leads to change. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see when the Holy Spirit prompts us to avoid and to turn to repentance instead of going down that path of sin that leads to sorrow. Give us godly sorrow. I'm just thankful for these words, God, in your scripture that speak so loudly about repentance. I desire that in my life, and I desire that in the lives of others. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for being with me here today. Please subscribe, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening in your favorite podcast app. Subscribe to get notified when I put out new episodes and definitely get in contact with me, whether it be through email or through the comment section below. I'd love to communicate and chat with you just about what repentance looks like in our journey to becoming the redeemed.